Today's episode of Throne Room Breakdown is brought to you by Robinhood. With Robinhood, you can invest in stocks, options, and ETFs right from your phone. You can even spend and earn interest on uninvested cash. And with fractional shares, you can buy stocks in any amount, including companies like Apple, Amazon, and Tesla for as little as $1. And that's with no commission fees or account minimums. So whether you're new to investing and ready to learn or just looking for a better experience, stop waiting and join the 10 million Robinhood users. Listeners can get started with a free stock by going to throneroom.robinhood.com. That's throneroom.robinhood.com. All investments involve risk. This is not investment advice, a recommendation, or a solicitation of any security. Other fees may apply. Visit rbnhd.co slash fees. The free stock program is subject to certain limitations. Annual percentage yield or uninvested cash is paid by program banks and is variable. Robinhood Financial is not a bank. Man, I can shoot the ball. I know I can shoot the ball. I'm not worried about what anybody says. Like, I'm a dog on the court. That's how I play. They play fast. They have three-point shooting. They're young. They're versatile. And that's how I want to play. That's how I think the game should be played. You know, this team is on the rise. The city's on the rise. You know, that's, that's exciting. You know, I'm getting chills talking about it. You are listening to Throne Room Breakdown with Jason Jones and Kenny Carraway, only on the Athletic Podcast Network. Hey, what's up, everybody? What's going on? This is Jason Jones. And this is Kenny Carraway here on the Throne Room Breakdown. And, Jason, I know we talked about it a little bit, and, you know, we're going to get into the Kings off the rip. If the Kings would have went the, the way it had been going for most of the night last night, we probably wouldn't talk about them at all. But we got to touch on that crazy, crazy finish in Minnesota. But then after that, I mean... Obviously, we, we got to talk a lot about Kobe. So, yeah, man, uh, we'll, we'll start with the, the Timberwolves. I will tell you this. I'm in, I'm in uh, Baltimore right now, and I was following the game on my phone. Obviously, couldn't find Kings Timberwolves anywhere in Baltimore. I don't blame them, right? But uh, right. I was checking on the phone. They were down by 20 for most of the game. At one point, I checked uh, with 39 seconds left. They were down 119-110. And I was like, dang, uh, classic Kings, a little valiant effort at the end, but not going to get the W. And um, about an hour and a half later, I'm on Twitter, and people are like, wow, we don't even know what to say. How'd they come back and win? I said, excuse me? They came back and did what? Kings win. <laughs> that, Jason, do you you saw the whole thing. I saw the highlights. I saw everything that was going on, you know, highlight-wise. But just sitting through that game. Kings won last night. I'm just going to check with you right now. They actually won last night? Yeah, I don't. I still don't believe they won. I was already making plans about, okay, let me get the kids in the bath so they can get ready for bed. <laughs> I'm about to turn this off and watch the end of Monday Night Raw. And I'm like, oh, my God. They're, and then I said, okay, they're kind of hanging around. Let me not turn it off just yet. And then, you know, sometimes the TV's ahead of your, you know, your phone. So I get yeah. the little NBA.com alert. It's like, with less than a minute to go, the Kings are trailing Minnesota, 119-116. I said, oh, I guess I better keep on watching. And first off, flip my phone over. So I don't know what happened, you know. And then just to watch it, and something told me that either Buddy or Bogey would have a big game just because I know how they felt about Kobe. I mean, the Kings have had a lot of guys come through. I mean, Isaiah Thomas, you know, guys who would all tell you Kobe was their guy. But I know, like... Buddy wants to be Kobe on the court, you know, and right. Bogey, like, you know, so, I mean, I figured one of them and what Buddy did in that fourth quarter was just amazing. Then you look at some of the, you know, the the, 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 uh, the numbers from that, it was the ESPN stats and info, 
I mean, they were down what twenty two, about five something to go, and then what two forty nine, they were down seventeen. And it's Jesus, just ninety six. That is crazy. <laughs> this is from ESPN Stats and Info. Since ninety six ninety seven, that was the first year of play by play data. Teams that entered the day zero and eight thousand three hundred and seventy eight when trailing by seventeen or more in the final three minutes of the fourth quarter or overtime. That's crazy. So pretty, Come on, man. So yeah, and then yeah, Jesus. yeah. O and eight thousand three hundred and seventy-eight. And then I ain't on, never seen a number like that. And then all that stats and, and info on, stuff. I ain't never seen nothing like that. Yeah, and then you look at this one. Buddy scored twenty points on six of six shooting in the fourth quarter. He joined Kobe as the only players in the last twenty seasons with a twenty point, one hundred percent shooting fourth quarter in a game where the team overcame a twenty five point deficit to win. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness! That you know, was insane, literally insane, man. But he took twenty-four shots. He wears number twenty-four. Scored a career-high forty-two. Mm. I mean, this is just you know, it's one you know, it's one of those things where someone like me as an LA guy, like I tell people, I've been feeling sick for you know the last couple of days. I've been crying off and on. One of my sons, his middle name is Bryant. Mm. So, I mean, you know, this is like, you know, I know people tie me to the Lakers, obviously, but people around the country started checking on me like, are you okay? And I just, mm. you know, it's almost like that broke me down more. And then right. watching the game and watching, you know, you know, watching Buddy, you know, we've talked about should he come off the bench, should he start, and this is the second game off the bench, and I think he looks a lot more under control coming off the bench personally. Yeah. You know, I, I I think that's not a ba- not a bad look for him, but just the way everything kind of came together, and it was just like it 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 made me smile. And I haven't said a lot I haven't said a lot that the Kings have made me smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we you know, we haven't heard those th- those words put together in a while. You know, but it meant you know it it, it took my mind off of stuff, and I felt better for Luke because I know I had traded I had texted Luke, mm. and you know I'm saying to myself, you know I'm like. I know if I'm I know if I'm sitting at home crying, I can't imagine what he's going through. Right. Yeah. You know, no. and I've only I only interacted with Kobe in work situations, you know. Right. It wasn't, you know, we weren't intimate like deep friends. You know, I just, just work thing, you know, you ask him a question here and there, you know. You know, but yeah, that that game last night was I think it's the third time the Kings have overcome a 20-point deficit this season. Which makes you, which is two things. You say, "Why well, it's a whole lot of heart to come back," and the other thing is, "Why do you keep getting down by 20? <laughs> yeah, that's the crazy part, right yeah. there. I mean, every every game, literally every game, they're down 15 to 20 points. Way too much. Crazy. Yeah, but it was just. I mean, it was it, it was it was fun to watch. You know, I know that's a game where if you know if Luke was checked out and just packed it in with six minutes to go, I don't think anyone would have blamed him. Mm-hmm. I don't think if he had pulled if he had pulled everyone. He kept those guys in, and those guys, you know, they figured it out. And maybe, just maybe, this could be the start of something else. I mean, they got a tough road next three games. You know, you got OKC, Clippers, and Lakers. And now that game against the Clippers is going to be the first game at Staples since Sunday. Mm. So, mm. you know, and I, I already told my boss, I'm getting to the game early. I'm going to the Memorial. I'm getting all my tears out, and then I'm going to go try to go to work. Yeah. And then I'm probably going to cry during the game. So I told him, I said, I'm going to be a mess, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I've, I love L.A., everyone. I mean, you know, but to be in L.A. this week, I don't know how I'm going to handle it. 
So let me, because I want to, I want to touch on L.A. Kobe, all that. We're just gonna get this Kings thing out of the way. Two things. Number one, watching the highlights of that game, while the Kings dug themselves a hole and all this other stuff, Jason, you can tell me if I'm wrong. It looked like Minnesota was basically could have shot it from half court and made every shot. I mean, they were making every three, and everybody was making every three. It was crazy. Like at some point, it was like, okay, is this bad defense or are they just having one of those? Uh, one of those nights. What was the Pleasantville? Have you ever seen that movie Pleasantville, where they, where it's like a, like a rift on like Leave It to Beaver or something like that, and they literally everything's perfect. So the high school basketball team, all these like uh, James Naismith looking people are shooting basketball, and and they make all their shots because it's all perfect. Like that's that's what it was looking like um, with the Minnesota Timberwolves for the majority of the games. At least I saw you know the extended highlights. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, man, they walked off. They walked on the court hot. You know, I mean, some of them. I'm sitting there going, I can't even be mad at the guys. I mean, you, it's a contest, and yeah. he's hitting that over to the contest. I mean, they just couldn't miss. Yeah. I mean, they had what I think nine threes like in the first quarter. It was, it was something ridiculous. They broke the franchise record for threes halfway through the third quarter. <laughs> the yeah, franchise I mean, yeah, record for threes. Like, you know what I mean? It's yeah, crazy. and you know, and then and and then they became the Minnesota Timberwolves and showed you why they've lost ten in a row. Oh my goodness, that was crazy! Missed, missed free throws late. You let, I mean, and what De'Aaron pulled off at the free throw line. The uh, to me, that was a Kobe like thing. You know, yeah. to pull off a move like that, you know, that's a sneaky move. I mean, because usually t- when you you try to miss the f- miss it on the second one on purpose. People try to make it bounce in the air if they can try to get a that's tip. That's the worst way. To, I hate when people do that. And I've I, only I seen like, that work. I've only I've only seen that work one time. Yeah, I, I, that the the throw it high, throw it off the bat, like off the back of the rim thing. That seems to never ever work. I always thought the best way to do it is the way Fox did it, throwing it hard off the front of the rim. You know where it's going, and it's going there. But the crazy thing with that is, um, a lot of times it'll take it'll like so Fox throws it straight at the rim. He'll throw it hard and it'll ricochet to his right or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like it'll go, it won't go right back to him. You know what I mean? And then even if it does, typically they end up calling a lane violation on somebody. Like I, I can't, I've seen so much basketball. I could probably count on one hand and I wouldn't even get to all five fingers how many times I've actually seen that work. And it worked. I think I've seen it. I think I've seen it work twice. I throw it up the way it worked for De'Aaron. I remember I was in college. I was at a Lakers Warriors game. And Robert Ory shot it, shot it off the rim, and it bounced high. And Kobe came like off the side and mm. tapped it in, you know. Mm. But even that was a freak play. Right. That wasn't like what you normally see. So I mean, it, it, it you know, high risk, you know, sometimes low reward type play. And they, I mean, they, everything went right for them. I mean, Minnesota missed free throws. You know, the, basically, the, the Minnesota did everything the Kings normally do: give up right. threes. You know, foul a three-point shooter. They, you know, but, I mean, my thing is, I, I would say, yeah, Minnesota's bad, but the Kings aren't much better, so they can't walk around like, oh, that was a, people shouldn't diminish what they did because it was against Minnesota. I mean, they're right by each other in the standings. They're basically, you know, they're, they're kind of close, and Minnesota still has an all-star. Yeah, that's facts. And you look at that whole situation, Buddy Hill, 20 points in the fourth quarter, didn't miss a shot. When Buddy, last going into last year, there was a big debate. Well, I don't know if it was a big debate, but it was a debate. Like, who do you start, Buddy or Bogey? And I always said, Buddy Hill doesn't play defense well enough. I think he would be great coming off the bench, 
being a Lou Williams, Vinny Johnson type, right? Like instant offense. You don't have to worry about anything but getting buckets. And that's where I thought he was. Well, Bogey gets hurt. Buddy has to start. And to his credit, he ran with it. Like he had the opportunity. He played great last year. He deserved to be the starting two guard even when Bogey came back. So going into this year, you got to say, well, Buddy Hill is your starting two guard. He earned, he earned that. He earned that right to be able to come into this season as a starting two guard. Well, it didn't go the way we wanted to. And now, way, way, way down the road, my vision looks to be possibly coming into fruition because I think this is a perfect role for Buddy Hill to come off, be instant offense. If he's hitting like he was last night and in Chicago, you leave him in there in the fourth quarter or late in the games because he's on fire. If he's not, you go back to the starter. I think it's a perfect role. I, I love it. I mean, are you seeing it the same way, Jay? I haven't told him in Chicago. He looked way more under control. You know, he was angry. And I know in his mind, he feels like going to the bench is like, in that sense, he's getting blamed for the way the team has played. If this, if this is the second coach in a row who's gone to this, you know, maybe there's something there. I mean, people forget, uh, two seasons ago, Buddy began the season as the starter. Mm-hmm. And he was in a miserable slump, and Dave put him on the bench, and Buddy was fine with it. Sure. You know, but also at that point, Buddy hadn't become, quote-unquote, Buddy. Right. You no, know, so it was a little different. You know, he wasn't he, he hadn't just signed a big contract extension and, you know, in that, in that, in that space, but... I mean, Lou Williamson made a hell of a career as a six man. Hell There's of no a shame in that. Hell of a I career. mean, Jamal Jamal Crawford should still be playing ball for somebody, and he's you know, you know, and that man got buckets for dang near twenty years. Right. And and didn't age. Obviously, apparently, you know, he did, he looked the same age he did. You know, yeah, when he came into the league. Yeah, he but. looked as a freshman in Michigan. He looked the exact same as he does right now. It's crazy. Yeah, you know, yeah. So I mean, you got you know. So I mean, you know, you look at the teams that have won championships, whether it be Golden State with Iguodala, mm-hmm. or you know, those Laker teams with Lamar Odom or Manu Ginobili. You know, that role off the bench is vital to a good team. Yeah. And if you can put some things in order there, you can do some things. And I've kind of taken this season for the king. It's got to be a learning season at this point. You know, you don't know when Marvin's going to play again. And I put some of that on the Kings in sense of they're so vague right now with their injury reports. Mm-hmm. Like he has a sore foot. Like, is he getting more tests? What the hell is going on? Right. The man came back from a sp- foot sprain. You said you, you thought, you know, you thought he might have soreness. Man hasn't played since Miami. He's been, hasn't played in a week. Right. What the hell is going on with him? You know, and, and so on that one, you know, I know people want to kill Marvin. I, my thing is either be transparent or, you know, you're making the players look bad. Like, Rashawn's had a sore shoulder for, what, two or three weeks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, was it dislocated? Is it a rotator cuff? What is it? Because it makes them look it makes them look weak. But, right. you know, I digress. But, you know. No, you're right. You know, but, you're yeah, right. they – yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's and this is you know it, it, either it's that or you're making your trading staff look horrible. Not doing anybody you know, any favors right now. Yeah, I mean this is not you're not Bill Belichick. We don't need to play games. <laughs> right, right. Ain't no one rearranging their starting lineup over Marvin Bagley and Rashawn Holmes. <laughs> go ahead and let us know what's going. On. You know, you know. That's so real, though. And, and that's, that's real. And that's not it's not to diss them, but come on, this is kind of it makes it makes Marvin especially look really bad because he already has the target on him for being hurt last year and right. Luca out here being Luca and and even Trey, Trey Young out Trey. here, you know, Trey out there and, balling. And, yeah. Meanwhile, 
You, it looks like you got a sore, you know, like you stepped on some Legos and can't play. <laughs> right, right. Last thing about uh, about this game, and then and then we, I want to move on. Kings come back, crazy win, big deficit. It wasn't the exact same thing. This one was even crazier. But it reminded me of Brooklyn, Brooklyn last year in Sacramento. And this goes into the category, Jason, of somebody told me one time before, coaches calls, tough losses, great wins. At the end of your whole basketball playing life, it all evens out, right? And this one is probably, is, is real, you, got, you got one back tonight or last night from the Brooklyn loss a year ago. You know what I'm saying? And that I know, you know, that's not, it doesn't help you out this year or whatever the case may be, or it doesn't help you last year. But I mean, that's the way you kind of keep saying with all this sports stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like there's going to be ones where you win some, there's going to be some where you just have a devastating loss. And that's, you know, you got it back last night. And before we get back to the show, first a word from a sponsor. If you were to guess on average, how many days people in the U.S. have to wait to see a doctor, what would you say? Maybe a week? Actually, on average, people have to wait around 29 days to see a doctor in major U.S. cities, basically a month. If you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, you want treatment ASAP. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of home. Roman makes it convenient to get treatment the treatment you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. And if the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments and you can cancel anytime. So if you're struggling with ED, go to GetRoman.com throne for a free visit online and free two-day shipping that's getroman.com slash throne for a free online visit and free two-day shipping and throne room breakdown is also brought to you by calm we talk about physical fitness a lot but there's another side of the game that's just as important i'm talking about mental fitness calm the number one app for sleep and meditation is teamed up with lebron james to help you train your mind for lebron james sleep is an important part of his mental fitness routine. With Calm, you can have access to nature scenes LeBron loves, like rain or leaves, and so much more, like sleep stories and meditations. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com throne. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com throne. That's calm.com throne. Now back to the show. I want to add one last thing from that before we move on. There's a point in the overtime where there's a, you know, there's a missed shot and Buddy doesn't grab a hold of the ball mm. and the ball goes out of bounds. Yeah. And Buddy turns to the ref. And mm. you're reading Luke's uh, lips. And I'm trying to, if I, I don't want to, he basically says, hold on to the, I'm going to say, hold on to the dog, doggone ball. Right. And right. I love that just because, number one, he hasn't stopped coaching him. And I think there was there was this perception that, Luke has the guys have quit on Luke. I don't get that feeling in the long they've quit on Luke. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, are guys frustrated? Yeah. Is Buddy mad? Yeah. But I always tell people, you can't take the words of the the overly happy guy or the overly angry guy in the locker room about a coach. The angry yeah. guy is going to say the guy's the worst guy ever. 
you know, the happy guy, if he's playing 30 minutes, thinks there's nothing wrong with the guy. You got to kind of get a complete picture, you know, yeah. and, you know, and, and that's just my thing. Even maybe the message to people in this business, stop running to the angry guy and then saying, oh, there's, there's an issue in the locker room. No, he's mad. <laughs> so, yeah, but I mean, yeah. I enjoyed that moment from the sense of Luke didn't let him make excuses. It's like, no, don't go, go to the ref. Hold on to the damn ball. Yeah, that's fact. Grab that's the ball. Said. Be strong. Be strong. Yeah. Don't go to the ref. No, no, no. That was incidental contact, and you lost the ball. Hope be right. be tough, but that's that's all I got right now. So we we, we can move on. Yeah, and 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 we're gonna move on. Um, move on to Kobe Bryant, man. Kobe being Bryant. What you said, you know, about you going out and being in L.A. next week, being a native of the L.A. Long Beach area. Everybody knows knows that. Everybody has heard this before. I've lived in L.A. for a uh, a long period of time, so I got a sense of the the region and how everything goes down there. And I was telling you guys off air, you and our producer Brian off air. I can't think of a region with a, a bigger love affair than Los Angeles and Kobe Bryant. Two two of them that came to mind, maybe Tom Brady in Boston, New York City, and Derek Jeter. And, but I think you were right when you said it's not even close. I mean, it's it's not even close the love affair between Los Angeles and Kobe Bryant. They loved Kobe Bryant. I've never seen anything like that before. And I know the city is uh, is hurt just like the rest of the basketball community, man. I'm the same age as Kobe. I'm 41. And we were both 17 that Sunday when he got drafted. And he basically, he, he was, you know, he grew up with us. He made us mad. He made us happy. We saw him mature. We saw him, you know, I mean, there was just so many. There were times people wanted to run Kobe out of L.A. <laughs> like, yeah. we can't stand you, 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 you little brat, you know. You, why yeah. you mad at Shaq? You know, and, you know, there was just so much. And it was, it was like a family member. And like I said, my son's middle name is Bryant, you know. Mm. So it's like, yeah. even remember a couple of a few years ago, there was the guy who was like, meet me in Temecula. I mean, yeah. people will fight you over Kobe. <laughs> and because yeah. there, there were Laker fans and then there are Kobe fans. The Kobe fans are scarier than the Laker fans. <laughs> They're like the beehive. Because, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I've been guilty of that. I know I was somewhere in Seattle. We were hanging out with my frat brothers. And the, it, it might, I think it was like it was 2011. It was the year after, you know, they didn't, they, they didn't 3P pal had whatever was going on in his life and they would look bad and i had a little couple in me and somebody was like well michael jordan never lost that and i went bad on him <laughs> i was like don't you dare insult kobe over this yeah i said and i said my man was trying to, i said he's trying to go to four straight finals mike never went to four straight so you, I, I went bad and it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So, I mean, yo, so it's, you know, the, the, the love that L.A. has for Kobe is just, it's, I mean, it, and then that's just when you, when you leave L.A. around the country. And I, mm -hmm. and I think what's coming out now was that a lot of people, you know, would maybe base their opinion on Kobe from like 15, 18 years ago and didn't right. realize how many people around the league had so much love for him and how many people around the league he's helped. Like, right. watch Kawhi Leonard. Where do you think he got the moves from? It's Kobe. Kawhi, it. watch Kobe. Kobe watch he watched him watch every, every night. Kawhi watched Kobe every night, just like the rest, and the rest of the people down there in Southern California. I know. I was talking to D. Brown maybe last month or maybe back in November for a story I did about the shoe. 
and he was saying his son's like in eighth, ninth grade, eighth grade. His son mm-hmm. don't know MJ. He's telling right. his son about playing against MJ and Michael Jordan was the greatest player of all time. His son is like, no, it's Kobe. You're right. That's <laughs> you their know, guy, man. That's their guy. That's their guy. And for me, you know, that's the guy I grew up with, you know. And I was watching Ice Cube yesterday. He said it's rare that you have someone younger than you that you consider a hero. I mean, somebody who's two months older than me shouldn't be, I wouldn't say is my hero. Right. It, it took Sunday to happen for me to realize just how much of my life and my thoughts were kind of intertwined with this, like, sports, and in particular, Kobe. Because, I mean, with Shaq, I love Shaq. But mm-hmm. Shaq was like this big force of nature. You know, he was seven one, three hundred pounds, and, you know, he would roll, he could roll out of bed, you know, it's, it's a, I mean, just kind of jokingly, roll out of bed and get 20 and 10. But with right. Kobe, you just saw this insane work ethic where it's like, you know, like even one of my friends from the WNBA said, you know, we all can't be 6'10". We all can't be seven feet tall, but we could all work on our fundamentals. We could all have that dogged work ethic in whatever you do in life. And I think it's weird because I still can't really talk about him in past tense. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't feel right to talk about him in past tense or his daughter. It doesn't feel right. I mean, and it was just crazy because a lot of us were literally just talking about Kobe. I mean, I had just listened to his podcast, the podcast with him and uh, Matt Bard and Stephen Jackson. Right. right. And him talking about being a father and kind of, the, you know, how, you know, in basketball, your body can betray you, but your mind doesn't. So, and I'd heard it from also from, like, you know, rappers, you know, it's the idea that as we get older, we're supposed to get better because no matter what happens to our body, your mind gets better. Right, And he had figured that out and, you know, me being a creative and him getting into a creative space. And you're like, wow, it'd be cool to maybe, you know, maybe one day I'll work with him just because I'm kind of like Luke Walton. I know it's real, but I don't want to accept it. I mean, I'm looking at my closet. I got all, you know, I wear Jordans and Kobe's. (laughs) I wear Jordans, Kobe's and Kyrie's. So it's like in all the, you know, so it's like. You know, you're picking out shoes. I, I grabbed a jacket. I, I grabbed the dang Kobe jacket. I mean, it's 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 really one of those things where, just like you, I can't I can't uh, understand. I can't uh, put my put my brain around it yet. I, I was listening to um, the radio, and I think it was like XM Radio, NBA Channel, or whatever, and they were talking about, you know, let's talk to so and so and remember it's a Kobe Bryant. I'm like, in remembrance of Kobe Bryant. Like this don't this don't sound right. I'm the type of guy. Uh, at one point in life, I wanted to be a history teacher, Jason. So I'm like kind of a little bit of a history buff, right? So when something happens, um, whether it's death, whether it's a big game, whether it's a big moment, like I like to like watch the news and get, get like immerse myself in all the coverage and what everybody's saying and things of that nature. I, I do that often. I couldn't do it with Kobe. I could not do it. I couldn't watch. I haven't watched you know, any ESPN remembrance or nothing like I can't do it. And I'm I'm one of those guys, um, one of the rare Sacramento guys. I'm a Kings fan. I'm born and raised in Sacramento. I love my Kings or whatever the case might be. Even in 2002, I loved Kobe Bryant. I loved me some Kobe Bryant. Jason, I had a number eight Kobe jer- jersey, a white one. I actually had two of them, two different ones. I had a number 24 Kobe jersey. Yes, I owned three Laker jerseys in my life. Yes, I mm-hmm. loved Kobe <laughs> Bryant. And I know I go back and forth. No, I, I was just saying I go back and forth. I know I joke with the hamburger and, and everything and all this other stuff. And, and look, 
it's, it's all fun and games, man, because I loved Kobe Bryant. That was my guy. That was my guy. I loved me some Kobe Bryant. And it was tough, man. It's, it's just it's unreal. It makes you say appreciate those people, you know, when you can. Because I know, you know, even going back then, I would joke about, man, floppy divots and, <laughs> you know, and, and Webb and the mascara. But I got to people who know me know, my first ever NBA autograph was Vlade. Mm-hmm. You know, and so even through all the competition and people say you hate a guy, you, we don't really hate him. Right. You know, you don't really hate them. You know, they say love breeds hate. You can't hate someone you don't love. And, you, you know, and so I think a lot of times people get, you know, I mean, I've read a lot of people say, well, you know, even though I wasn't a fan of him, I'm like, yes, you were. You're right. Because you wouldn't even be you're right. like you're still trying yeah. to in your mind justify not like. And the, and, the, and the thing about it, this may be kind of the sacramental small town i don't know because we haven't never won anything these are the type of things we have to grasp onto but in our eyes kobe cared about sacramento like whether he wanted to destroy us or he like even when he wanted to destroy us it was out of appreciation for what happened those at least those three years in the early 2000s in sacramento the energy that was brought to that arco arena he always loved, like he loved it. And I know he has some other places. Like he probably felt a little bit that way, like Portland or Phoenix. But I like to believe that Sacramento actually held a little bit of a special place in Kobe's heart for him, the competitor, and just appreciating what, what happens, you know, cheeseburgers aside, what happens when he comes to Sacramento. You know what I mean? And that, he did. That's something yeah, that, he, he really you know, did. I take pride in. People forget his last game in Sacramento. He had been dealing with a sore shoulder. He took three games off to make sure his shoulder was right so he would not mm. miss the game in Sacramento. I believe he was happy when the team didn't get relocated. He's got a lot of memories with Sacramento. And like I said, then you're around the Kings. There's reminders of Kobe everywhere. Like I said, two of their better players, you know, admire Kobe. De'Aaron and Buddy were at that camp that Kobe did for players. Vlade got traded for Kobe. I mean... Mm. <laughs> You know, and they were teammates. Luke was a teammate. I mean, I'm glad that the kind of the breadth of his impact is being, you know, I hate that he had to die for it to happen, for people to understand and appreciate what he meant to the game. And, I mean, people made fun of the whole he wanted to be like Mike. And and I've been saying this for years. I think somebody else said it on TV yesterday. If you're our age, who the hell else did you want to be like? Thank you. <laughs> I mean, Mike. why is why is saying he would to be like Mike an insult? And right. like, and you know, and Pippen was just like a lot of that hate came because he pulled it off. Yeah, He's the he, closest he could thing do you it. ever saw to, you know, he, you know, and a lot of that hate came from all oh, he, we, he, he, you know, he's not. I said he's a six foot six shooting guard. He couldn't be magic, <laughs> right? You know, and I said, trust right. me, a lot of guys tried. I mean, I re- I'm from L.A. I remember Harold Miner was supposed to be Baby Jordan. You know, <laughs> I remember all those dudes, and yeah. they always tried to create someone. Steve Smith and Penny Hardaway were going to be the next Magic. They're always trying to create something. And I think in his in his 20 years, Kobe created his own thing. And now you've got little Kobe's running around, you yep. know, trying to be like Kobe. Yeah. I just want to get this in here. When I played, when I was, like you just said, when I was growing up, when I was a little Kenny Carraway, obviously I wanted to be Michael Jordan. As I got older, and then when I got into high school, there was two people that I wanted to be like Iverson, right? I wanted to be like Iverson. But when I went in and worked on my game, everything I did was like how Kobe did it. 
You know what I mean? And I, I had a signature move where I hit game-winning shots, career-high games, whatever you can name on the basketball court. It was his ball in the left hand, hesitation, step at the guy, pull-up jump shot that I saw. No offense to Doug. I love Doug. But I saw him just annihilate Doug Christie with over three years. I put that into my game. I did everything I could to master it. And to be honest with you, I did a lot of good stuff in college, you know, played against some, you know, some semi-pro and played against some pros and things of that nature. And to do all that, I damn near have that particular move from Kobe to thank for it because that was that was my go-to. That was my signature. Whenever I needed a shot and I needed to get a shot off, I went to that move. I learned it from Kobe. I studied it. I tried to master it. And I got him to thank for a lot of the things I ever did on the basketball court, man. And, yeah, I'm going to miss that guy, man. I'm I'm going to miss Kobe Bryant. Love him, man. Yeah, likewise. And, yeah, so, it's, like I said, it's going to be tough for me on Thursday going down there. But, you know, it, it must be done. Yeah. <laughs> I got to yeah. go. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's – and, like, I told somebody before we get out of here, it's, it makes it tough for me as an L.A. guy, like I said, a Kobe guy, a Laker guy and all that is that – in an ideal world, I would just turn everything off, and then I would come back in a week, and, and I, maybe I'd feel better. I can't. I mean, it's my job. I can't turn it off. Right. I can't right. ignore it. I can't. I can't be like, well, it didn't. You know, I know what happened. You know, it's it's you know my kids. It's, it's crazy. My kids are trying to comfort me, like you know, mm. and I you know I'm trying to you know be you know hey I'm I'm okay. My kids are like, no, you're not. Right. You know, <laughs> my right. kids are like, we they know you're it. we know you're. They're like, we know you're sad. We know you're sad about Kobe, you know. And like I said, I think today might have been the first day I haven't cried, which probably means I'm going to cry at some point today. But, you know. (laughs) Yeah, it's still early. It's still early. Yeah, it's still (laughs) early. And, I mean, because when I got the news, the first person I called was my mom. I was like, Mom, Kobe's gone. And she's like, what are you talking about? He's gone. I'm like, oh, he's gone. And Mm. I just couldn't. I couldn't wrap my mind around it. And then, you know, I'm talking to my mom. I'm like, you know, it's going to be okay. And I start crying over my mom. Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, you know, and she's like, it's going to be okay. And I'm like, no, it's not. I'm like, what do you mean? And then you find out his daughter and that you basically had three families on their way to go play basketball. Mm. You know, you know, three, you no, know, three teenage girls, you know, it's a basketball team. Yeah. They all played on. That's three girls. That's like a quarter. I mean, think about it. That's a quarter of the team. Mm. As you know, I mean, he's, he's probably taking hundreds, maybe thousands of helicopter rides because that's how he transported to games and obviously to practices and stuff like that. And I I mean, he's done that thousands of times, you know, and wow. I just I can't believe that that went down. I know we got to get out of here, but I definitely I just want you to have the last word, man. You you say whatever you need to say and and, and we'll go out on that. Yeah, I just want to say, you know, I've been working in Sacramento since, what, 2002. <laughs> I started work right after the, the 2002 NBA Finals, and mm. it's been an interesting journey. You know, people tease me, do you have your Kobe jersey on? Yeah, <laughs> whenever the <laughs> Lakers were in town, and it was, I'll say this, it was an honor to be able to watch him play up close. You know, it was one thing to be a fan, but to be able to like, to 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 work and watch him and to get to games early and watch him go through his pregame workout of like him working with Brian Shaw practicing these crazy tough shots like mm. hey 
I got to catch the ball. My back's to the basket. I'm up the, on the sideline. I got to get a shot off. And watch him do that. Just watching his amazing focus and dedication to his craft. I think it's a, uh, a lesson for all of us to how we can approach our, our approach our crafts in life. You know, yes. how we all can approach yes. things. And uh, was he perfect? Hell no, he wasn't perfect. But that's why we loved him because... You know, in a in a in a in a in a, you know, in a time when so many athletes, you know, from before us, we didn't know anything about him, about those athletes. We got to see all his 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 good, his bad, his mistake, everything. We got to see it. He was like Tupac. That's yeah. why we love Tupac. Yeah. yeah, and then to watch where he was heading as a father and his devotion and promotion of the women's game and. I'm still hurt, and you know, you know, when you read what Shaq said and Magic, and it's like it's just just so much. I can't I can't get the words out, but just know that we love you, Kobe. We still love you. We love your family, and we're gonna keep on. You know, like somebody said, he's probably looking at us right now, going, "Why don't y'all get back to work and stop crying?" <laughs> but <laughs> there's still <laughs> there's still work to be done. But you know. Give us some time, Kobe. We'll be all right. So, yeah. Yeah. No I, that's all I got. So, that's perfect, man. We'll all be right. back later in the week, man. Love you, Kobe.